You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What is going on? I'm Aslan Hajavandi. That is Michael Langston. You're watching us live here on YouTube, WarChant TV. It is the WarChant.com recruiting call-in show with the aforementioned Michael Langston taking your phone calls, questions on YouTube all evening longer, at least for like the next hour or so. It'll also be up in a podcast version that's on the same feed as Seminole Headlines, everybody. WarChant.com, the ultimate Seminole sports source. Use that promo code WarChant30. You need it. You need to be plugged in this weekend. Mega camp, elite camp, it's all going down. Michael Langston, Austin Cox, Irish O'Fell, maybe even the great Tom Lang will be out there pitching. Maybe even I will be as well. It's going to be fun. Subscribe to the YouTube page as well. Michael, what else can they do to show some love? Hit the like button, guys. Uh, hit that. It helps us promote it all and keep these things rolling because it's going to be pretty uh, pretty heavy in, in the month of June. And we're back. Yeah, that's all I can say. We're back. So, uh we're back, uh, back to action, and um, certainly uh, hit that like button. Just keeps keeps us keeps promoting these things that uh, these great videos that we put out. Team recruiting, whatever. Michael, is this a, an important week weekend because it is kind of like the rebirth? It's the restart of the cycle, or do we think this is going to be kind of like a pivotal weekend to make an impression on difference makers and not just regular dudes? Because it's the elite camp. I think anytime guys are visiting, it, it's kind of a restart. A continuation of the spring it's kind of the start of it again so i i think it's important because this is maybe the last chance you get to impress these guys before the season starts so uh certainly uh the visits are really big a big deal um you know even guys you're working out at camp at the league camp on june 4th you want to get them and and um i i do i do think here that they're also possibly hosting a official visitor um make sure i get this name right i don't want to screw it up um, but one second. Uh, we'll make sure I get this right, guys, before I tell you. All um, right. All right. Juco wide receiver Colby Young. Um, Aslan can look him up. Um, he is. I've heard he's trying to iron out a an official visit for FSU this weekend. Um, I know he's officially going to visit uh, Pittsburgh and Tennessee, kind of back to back in early June. But I think he wants to get an official done. For FSU this weekend, I think they're working out the details, trying to get it done to iron out. And certainly, if I get it confirmed, I will post it on the boards. But I know that's kind of what they're doing. I'm in communication with Colby, so we're trying to see uh, if he gets set up and and he'll let me know. But that's a name to kind of know. I think they offered him, I want to say, a week or two ago. Um, But um, he's a guy that uh, certainly I keep an eye on. But uh, I have to update his offers. If the offer's not up there, I will, I will put that up eventually. But 
Um, he's a name that uh, I think could be an official visitor this weekend, Juco wide receiver. All right. I think this might be some of his footage right here. Um, but all right, 6'4", 215, it, it says we don't know what he looks like, but does it really matter as long as he can go up and get the ball like that? All right, we'll take yep. that. That'll hunt. Uh, that'll hunt. So, all right, that's good to know. Um, it is a call-in show. We'll get to those shortly, but we got our guy, uh, Duval County, stand up. He's been liking all the content we've been cranking out here lately. Uh, Michael, since we did do a little bit of a stint out there, let's go to our guy, Khalil Young. Khalil gets a little bit of this. It's back. It's back. The horn is back. Sorry. Not sorry. Which assistant coach is the hottest on the trail right now? And you can't say Alex Atkins, Michael. Why not? Why I know. Not? What kind of rules <laughs> <are you? laughs> um, I think Odell's really good. You know, I, I like what, what Odell's doing. Uh, I, I like, I think Marcus Woodson's does a great job. And then Tony, Tony Tokarts is a guy we don't talk about as much. I think he's doing a really good job. And uh, so I think those are the guys. It's kind of hard to talk, Khalil, who's hot yet when we're waiting for these guys to visit. But I think those guys, you know, immediately just jump out to me, uh, you know, as far as, you know, what they've done so far with, with certain guys. So those are the ones I would say. Thanks, Khalil. Appreciate the, uh, the, the tip. Uh, lots of people excited. Let's hop right to a phone call. Let's keep this thing rolling. We got three people in the queue already, man. People want answers. We'll try to get as many as we possibly can. Um, some fan favorites as well. Let's go to Virginia Beach, Virginia, Mr. 757, none other than Mr. Gator Kirk. Gator Kirk, what's up, man? What's up, gentlemen? How are you doing this evening? Good, Dan. Good to have you on, Kirk. Uh, you're a lot more peppier this week. I like it. Yeah, I appreciate it. What 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 call number is this, Aslan? Uh, one hundred. It says one hundred total calls. <laughs> there we go. One hundred. I mean, I know you don't like it, Gator Kirk, but it's only fitting to do, do a little bit of that. Um, uh, one hundred, man. Look at that. Time flies, Gator Kirk. What you got on the mind? All right. So, Phil Hunter Mims, who's first can roll at FSU. <laughs> Um, what about this one's for Michael what about covering recruiting is most rewarding for you uh, I always uh, thanks for the, the question I would say uh, Hill was would be my choice out of that group uh, that you mentioned but uh, but I think the most rewarding thing and I've always said this is, is the relationships that I you have for a lifetime with a lot of these guys you know I get to know them a lot really personally obviously we showed that kind of you know, this past week when me and Aslan went to Jacksonville, it's just you get a personal connection with these guys that are just, that's the most rewarding that, you know, whether it's FSU or not, they get to go and fulfill a dream of, of playing, you know, college football somewhere. And uh, it's exciting for me to see them achieve that dream. And, and the relationships I have, you know, last forever. There's guys I talked to, didn't even go to FSU or, or they did go to FSU and, we still talk all the time. So the relationships for me is the biggest takeaway for that, Kirk, as far as uh, something I'll have forever with these guys and they will have forever. And so we get to know people personally that tell them personal stuff about me. And I, you know, they say the same thing. So to me, it's, that's the biggest part takeaway I do from, from this job and, and what I get out of it. That's the most rewarding. All right, I appreciate it. I appreciate you all taking the call. Make sure everyone you hit the thumbs up. Join War Chant. Support the supporters of War Chant. Y'all have a great night. Looking forward to an exciting June and summer. 
Can't wait for fall camp as well. In the first game. Go Knowles. Gator Kirk, everybody. Virginia Beach, Virginia Zone. Joining us here for his 100th call-in ever. Wake up. Recruiting shows. Post-game shows. 100. Shout out to him. Also, shout out to DeLunaCoffee.com. They don't sponsor this show, uh, but we love them. We give them a shout out whenever we can. Our guy, Ed, Brett, yep. representing DeLunaCoffee.com. Check them out. Get your tumblers branded. Wake up war chant. It's beautiful. I'm going to have you using this all weekend. Should be going up to Auburn this weekend, maybe. Catch some baseball. So I'll, uh, I'll be filled up with my DeLuna. Um, look at this guy. All right. Let's go. Look at a little bit of bang, a little, bang, a little bit of and a little bit of what? And a little more of what? James B. Come on, man. Come Thank on, you, James. James. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it, James. Bow to your sensei, Aslan. James B. Hello, fellas. 100 American dollars, by the way. Uh, <laughs> excitement if you're listening to the podcast version of this, which we apologize. I think hopefully the volume's not too overpowering, but you know, you gotta make it, you gotta make them feel it. Hello, fellas. Uh, do you think that someday? When looking up recruits, we will see an asking price next to their measurables. For example, six five two ninety five asking for sixty thousand per year. This is a bit tongue in cheek, of course, but yeah, ooh. well, in, until you get a hold of a, a guidelines and structure of this thing, uh, yeah, anything's possible. Um, certainly, James. So, um, but it's hard to put a set guideline of what it will be and what it won't be. We've already seen things go out of just this world, you know, like like the Tennessee commit that's supposedly getting 7 million quarterback. You know, uh, we've seen all kinds of things go up and down. Until there's some structure to this, yeah, anything's certainly possible, James. Uh, James, such a good dude, says that the $100 is in honor of the 100 calls from the one, the only, Gator Kirk. There you go. I like, I like that. That's family, cool. Family. Um, let's take a phone call so we can avoid a Destin Hill question. <laughs> I don't mind. We'll get to everybody. I promise. Uh, it's Wes, everybody. It's Wes in the villages. I think he might be second place. Um, let's see what he's got in the queue. 76 of these he's done. So what up, Wes? How are you, man? Good evening, fellas. What's up, Aslan? What's up, Michael? What's going on, Wes? Hey, not a lot. Um, so, real quick, one of the things I want to ask before I forget, you guys, good job, both of you, on those recruiting videos. Uh, I was curious if either of you or both are going to be making it down uh, the Orlando way near me uh, anytime later this year uh, for those videos, or was it just kind of staying up uh, in the northern part of the state? It's kind of a wait-and-see thing. Uh, it was kind of a – the week worked out perfectly for me just because – we were kind of just prepping for the June camp. So, uh, yeah, it's possible. Uh, I just don't – I don't want to commit to it, and I don't know because I don't know there's too many guys in Orlando based that they're you're pushing for. Like Jacksonville had three really major targets, so that was kind of easy for us to do. But certainly if we do, Wes, I'm gonna, you know I'm going to hit you up. I'm going to let you know. Yeah, very cool. I just didn't know if that was just like only doing that now and now with the camps coming up, if, if that might wait or just whatever. So, it's yeah, no worries. You definitely let me know if we can get together. I uh, And speaking of the camps, I asked you last year prior to the camp starting an over-under commits over the summer, make it kind of easy. I'm going to say one and a half. You think over-under uh, after the end of the summer for uh, commits? 
I'd say uh, it'll be over that. Uh, that that will be my pick. Um, obviously, I'm not hearing that there's expected to be one like coming from all these elite in camps, and I think and I think people base the success of these events on just guys committing right then. But I do think there's going to be above that number when you talk about the end of the summer. I think there's going to be you know multiple guys they got they got the big weekend in, on uh June 10th uh there's a lot of guys coming in i think Shelton Sampson's coming in the quarterback uh they just offered uh is also coming in um you know for official visit so and i think the June 24th weekend is even bigger i think it's going to be around 10 or 11 official visitors i think you're going to have you know some good news you know following you know those visits and and then you hit the dead period uh i think in July so I think uh, I think at the end of the summer, yeah, I think it's going to be above that. Excellent. And, and I want to piggyback uh, before I go off what you just said with that quarterback commit. So we've recently offered two quarterbacks. We got three guys on scholarship that, as long as nobody transfers, would all be back next year. And you got Parson committed, who's obviously you know what he is. I'm curious. I know he's posting about his offers he's getting yeah. uh, lately. Are you are you feeling a vibe of them? I mean, I can see Norvell offering one quarterback, uh, but two. Does that say you don't not feel good about one? And or do you think, in your opinion, do you feel like Parson may be a little uh, iffy, iffy if he stays in the class? Or what's your vibe on that? I haven't heard anything that makes me iffy about Parson. Although it does, it is kind of irritating. Like anytime they go after a second quarterback or a second quarterback's mentioned, he's kind of reacted so to speak on that like with the you know posting his offers and then before that i think on his instagram you know way way back he took the fsu stuff off then put it back on and then obviously visited and everything was cool i haven't heard anything that's concerning but that's kind of i mean i see really lightly uh bothers me just because you know quarterback is a you shouldn't worry about who's coming in. It's like AJ Duffy came last year. He didn't worry about if there was a second guy. He didn't care, you know. So, and the quarterback's the leader of your class. You want to see that. So, you kind of want to see, I guess, for me, just uh, more, you know, caring about what the class is, not uh, oh they they recruited another guy. But I haven't heard anything requesting. I think they offered two because you know those are. Two, they evaluated in person. Uh, they were sold on them, and and you got to have choices. You can't just go after one guy because you got to you got to pretend the notion that hey, one of these guys is probably going to end up somewhere else. So you got to act like hey, you know, give us choices that you know both of them are likely going to officially visit. They both have told me hey, I'm officially visiting FSU. So you got to give yourself options. And and two, we just don't know what that roster is going to be next year. We don't know if you know, Jordan Travis decides to to leave or 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 somebody transfers. You you have to prepare and develop your quarterback room to what it can be and what could happen. Not saying it will, not that I've heard anything with those guys, but it's not a guarantee that those guys are going to be returning. So you have to you have to actually you have to prepare like one of them or two of them aren't going to be there just in case. And and that's I think it's important to them to uh, have two quarterbacks because, like I said, it's no guarantee that you know Jordan Travis is here again. After I mean, he's been here for three years, so uh, be three years, so um, it's not a guarantee. I hear you. One last thing: is Top Gun a must go see? Mm. Phenomenal! Uh, I loved it. We're me and Diane are actually going to go see it again because I was so impressed. I love 
I won't say anything about anything that happened in the movie, but I will say they kept with the principles of the first one that was really good, and you'll kind of see what I'm talking about. But if you haven't seen it, go see it, guys. It's a must-see. It was, it was awesome. I loved every minute. All right, guys, I'll get off here. Thanks for the time, Aslan. Appreciate it. Good looking out, buddy. You guys, uh, everybody, don't forget to hit that thumbs up. Subscribe to the YouTube channel as well as warchant.com, the best in the business. Make sure to support the Luna, support Zaxby's, the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, all that. Get in on it. Y'all have a good evening, and go Knowles. Thank you, buddy. Boom. It's Wes, everybody. Wes in the Villages, uh, we appreciate the phone call. Uh, always good questions, uh, good queries. Uh, we got Ralph on deck. Uh, let's we'll get to him in a sec. Let's take some uh, YouTube comments. Let's keep everybody uh, possibly engaged as many as we uh, we can. Timmy, Michael, if you had to choose one, which would you choose? Sam Singleton, Dale, and Smothers. Love you know, both. Michael? Yeah, I nope. love both. Nope. I love one. both. I, I love both of them. Uh, obviously, we around Sam a lot this week. So I, I like him, and I've been around Dale a lot. For me, I, I, I would choose Smothers for me. I like both of them, but I think Smothers does so many things. Obviously, Sam's coming off. You know, injury, which he was out there. That's why we didn't do a lot of where you didn't see a lot of working out and stuff. We had planned we were going to do that. And so we got to wait and see how he responds to the injury. But for me, it's just like when I see Smothers, he just he's just a game breaker in every every sense of the word. He just does everything for. for so if I was choosing you hold a gun to my head, I would go with Smothers. But I think I think any <laughs> I think either one FSU staff would be extremely elated with either one of those guys because uh, they're both top premier guys. I think Singleton is faster. Uh, he's got big wheels. Uh, so he certainly, uh, FSU loves that speed. So, but I think uh, for me, I would pick some others. Billy Flynn, William Flynn, Michael, who was the one who got away that you really felt like was a sure thing other than uh, the one <laughs> young man from earlier this cycle? Well, actually last year, technically, right? Yeah. Um, Devon I Mortimer. Say, I would, I would say, yeah, Mortimer was one, but I would say Tyree West. I really thought they were going to get that guy. Uh, usually, when Odell locks his hooks in with a relationship, it's usually got it done, and and it seems to be, you know, location was a big deal to him. And certainly, we know what Odell does with defensive tackles, and I really thought they were, that was one that they were. <clears throat> it seemed like close to, you know likely uh as far as it's going to happen uh that they were going to get him more and more kind of surprised me but there was also kind of some signs of hey maybe he's kind of looking around so but with Tyree West he hadn't decided yet and it just felt like everything clicked and seemed to it was going to be FSU but ended up at Tennessee all right good question well good answer Michael appreciate you uh opening up like that Let's uh, not make our guy wait much longer. Let's go right to it. Let's go to Hawaii, everybody. Uh, yeah. Get some Dramamine. It's a long flight, but we got the internet on our side. It's Ralph, everybody. Ralph, what's going on, man? How's it? Hello, guys. How's it? How's everyone? Ralph, what's going on, my man? Oh, man. I just uh, counting the clock down to getting in Tallahassee, August 25th. Counting the clock. Can't I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, yeah. I I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, if, if if I may real quick echo your sentiment about Top Gun Maverick, um, we went for DX. I think the experience is overrated, but the movie is just phenomenal. We're going to see it again in IMAX yeah. this time. It's yeah. just a great movie. Absolutely, man. Uh, phenomenal. Uh, so it, it, 
Go ahead. Yeah, you go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to uh, uh, ask my question so I didn't tie up the line too long. Okay. Um, I was going to actually ask about Parsons, but Wes beat me to it, so it uh, just shows you where he's at. Um, the uh, What I want to know and something I've been wondering about is uh, when do you think that the staff evaluation and development is going to overtake our need to hit the transfer portal so much? And I know that we're always going to get onesies and twosies, but it seems like obviously the last couple of years while Mike is turning this thing around, we're really – relying on it really heavy when do we start seeing that homegrown or that that developed talent take over the need of filling voids i think uh ralph that would probably be for me two years down the line um because the the good news is the guys which this is why i like what they did last year with this year's class uh Every one of these guys are all multiple year guys. You know, I'm I'm a big believer in multiple year transfers. So I think it'll transfer over to that at several positions that FSU's gotten guys. Um, so I think probably two years for me, uh, if I was making a pick, I mean, that's what I would say. And where you're not going to have to depend so much on the transfer, but it right now it's just, it's a necessity of what they have if you want to you know, turn your program around quickly and, and improve your product. Uh, you're not looking for improvement of 11 wins, but you're looking to, you know, shoot up to that, you know, eight, nine win mark. And then after that, maybe 10 years, 10 wins. And then bam, uh, you're not as focused in there where, you know, we looked at the last few years, you're signing, you know, nine guys in a transfer uh, class where, you know, you get it down to like maybe three or four, you know, something like that, where it's more suitable, where, you could take majority of the high school kids. So I think two years for me. Yeah. And I, and kind of, uh, for, for me in the, anyways, uh, I see a lot of, you know, the message board, uh, some uh, position coaches are taking a lot of heat and I don't know if it's fair to really judge them yet based off of the holes everywhere and so forth. So I'm looking to really see when we're at that point where we can really start evaluating how well our coaches Yep. are doing our assistant coaches our position coaches are doing and developing their talent before we realize well maybe they're part of the problem we should be seeking new coaches in a in a in, a, in, a, in addition to just players so i'm really looking forward to that point where we can really start holding coaches responsible if that makes sense yeah it makes sense and, and you're not wrong i mean they're getting close to that point where it's a make or break time where you need to see growth you know uh on the field uh, as far as wins. Uh, so I get, I think they're getting close to that where you can start evaluating them, but you have to have, you know, as you're to your point, you have to have the roster to actually execute that plan. Uh, I think now they're, they're right. closer, closer to that. So we can kind of evaluate them of what they're doing in the next uh, year and, and next year after that. So that's why I mentioned two years. I think, you know, you could start seeing a slow decrease on, you know, the transfer portal. But I, I think judging wise, I, I think the next few years is going to be, especially this year, it's a big year as far as how you can evaluate these guys as coaches. But I, I will also add, I love what Norvell's doing as far as everything with the program, the buy-in, the, the preparation, the organization. I, I like how he's really gone. I mean, like I told people on the boards this morning, like they started from the bottom when he took over. Like, is that the bottom? Like that's where they were because of, you know, the late years and Jimbo years. And then also uh, the Taggart staff of how 
things just fell apart. So I think he's they come a long ways to where they were back then. And um, now they're just creating the, the culture and the, and the excitement and, and the playmakers that, you know, kind of he envisioned. So now you just need to see more consistency. And I think this next year, uh, you know, it's where you can start judging what these coaches are. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I don't want to tie you guys up any longer. Uh, when I'm in town, hopefully we can do dinner again. Um, if you allow me to, please say a big hello to Diane for me. I will, and, buddy. Um, we'll see you guys soon. Yeah. I will. Thank you, buddy. Okay. We'll see y'all. Aslan, have a good one. You as well. That's Ralph, everybody. It's our dude out in Hawaii. Uh, Semper Fi Ura. It's our dude. Uh, thanks for the call, Ralph. We appreciate the heck out of you, man. Um, let's see. Let's get back here to YouTube. Phone line is open. A reminder, 850-792-5730 is the call-in number. Should be at the, not the bottom of the actual screen, but if you're watching on YouTube in the item description, it has the phone number. You guys can call it in. Um, all right, let's get to it, man. Let me try to avoid before it. Before I do that, before we do that, um, I don't usually drop like hoops, little notes, but um, Taylor Bowen, uh, he's a 6'9 forward, uh, 2023 class basketball. He's going to officially visit FSU on June 11th. Um, so I was just sent that text uh, by somebody about his uh, recruitment. He's a guy they, they like a lot. Obviously got some tough news today. John Butler staying in the draft, but um, you know, Leonard always has a plan. So I'm sure there's somebody that he has in line and, uh, we'll wait and see if uh, he can pull that off. But Taylor Bowen will visit FSU on June 11th. That's what I was just told. So just pass that along. So carry on, Aslan. Yeah, I can't believe John Butler's going pro. That's crazy, man. Uh, best, I mean, for uh, best of luck, man. I really hope it works out, man. He's, he's got his own. Uh, I'm sure he's got his own reasoning and everything. And I don't know what it is, but uh, best of luck to him. But uh, yeah, I hope Leonard does have a plan, man. That's that's crazy. San Antonio, no Lee. I wonder if it's San Antonio, Florida, or Texas. Um, actually, I, I don't want to. I want it to be a mystery, Lee. I just wanted <laughs> to. When are we going to be notified that Destin Hill has enrolled? When will it be confirmed? Now, before you get to it, Michael, we had Ira on the uh, podcast, Wake Up Board okay. Champ. And, you know, my impression was in the past, it seems like when transfers would come in, and I know he's not a transfer, but you have to obviously enroll to be able to, like, be a student here and for them to talk about you and put you through the paces and have you practice. Right. You can't just show up to Tallahassee, not be a student and practice with Florida state's football team. Right. At least I don't think so. Right. I mean, Demetri Manuel is enrolled now, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know when the enrollment window opened up, but, but Ira was saying that that's really not the case actually. So I'm wrong per usual. Uh, there is not really like a hard and fast date where it's like, if he doesn't, if he's not here by this date, then it's, right. it's over. But June, there's possibilities. There's there's windows and stuff. But, uh, yeah, once he's enrolled, we'll know. But we don't have a firm date. But I don't have anything else to add to it, Michael. I don't want to put you out there by yourself. No, you didn't. And uh, trust me, you'll be notified. I mean, this is going to be something I check on. Like I check on this like every three days. So trust me, whether it's good or bad, I'm going to tell you. You know, if he's going to be there, you know, then, you know, we will certainly notify the moment, the second he's there. And then certainly if we find out like, hey, this isn't happening, or something like that, um, which I don't, I haven't heard anything suggesting that, um, then I'll, I'll definitely inform you. But June is kind of the month I've got circled uh, as far as something happened. Obviously reported, you know, uh, last week about, you know, Antavius Woody. Um, he was the last remaining guy in this 2022 class that yeah, has, has, has signed, but hadn't enrolled yet. Uh, you know, he's supposed to enroll on June 20th. So, uh, um, so, 
the last one I guess they're waiting on is Destin Hill. And like I said, the word's still that June they expect him, and they're they're pretty firm on that, and uh, they're pretty firm on believing that he's going to be there. So uh, we'll see. All right. We need to figure out something like over under on the amount of like questions that we get versus the amount of catches. Like, well, we have more questions about Destin Hill in the next forty eight hours, or will he have more catches uh, this season or something? <laughs> who? No. Golden right, unicorn. Let's keep um, our guy Island Boy. Um, I'm an Island Boy, but I think he's original Island Boy. I think he was Island Boy before the Island Boys became a thing. Uh, his query is Santana Fleming still be recruiting by FSU as of recent. I have not heard much of him. Yeah, he's still being recruited by FSU. Um, obviously, uh, he, he's expected to visit there again uh, this summer. I don't know the date. I haven't heard him listed as a June 4th visit, but yeah, they are still recruiting him. Obviously, I mean, I think another thing with Santana is, is kind of falls back to what I talked about. You know, he kind of wants to see what these guys look like on the field um, before, you know, he jumps in there. I think, I think if FSU was an eight and nine wins team last year or something like that, I, I think, I think this is a kid that probably would have already been committed, but he is definitely a guy that I do think they're still involved with. Okay. All right. We like receivers. Uh the more, the merrier. Um, Timmy, yeah. who's going to be the biggest star on campus at camp this weekend, Michael? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. We first we got to find out who who's actually for sure going to be there. Um, two guys I have circled. Uh, you know, one is is DJ Chester. I'm very high on him. Uh, DJ told me about two days ago, uh, maybe three days ago, that he's coming over for the June Fourth event. Um, I'm very high on him. I, I think he's a guy that's certainly moving up the boards uh, for FSU. On defense, I like Avery Stewart. He's a defensive back that, that I'm pretty high on that visited FSU recently, uh, was blown away, loved everything. So uh, he seems to be pretty high. And I think, I mean, we forget about this guy, but a guy that I think could put on a show is, is Lamont Green Jr. Uh, I think Lamont is, is phenomenal. Um, Boots is his nickname, uh, but he is uh, coming over. It's going to work out, and I think he's a guy that is almost a forgotten guy because he's so talented and because he's a legacy that people just forget. Um, you know how much he has grown as a player um, with his size and everything. He's not <clears throat> he's not six foot four, two twenty two. He's probably around six four, maybe six five, two probably forty now or close to two forty. So. He's growing into you know his body, and I think he I think he could put on a show uh, you know uh, this weekend. All right, uh, Tom Ortner. Uh, by the way, shout out, uh, thanks, Tom. He was saying that he looks like I put on ten pounds uh, in a good way. Got a little bit of a tan. The shirt is cut, very uh, flattering uh, for me, Tom. Most of it's gone here, unfortunately. But trying, man. Thank you for noticing. I appreciate it. Uh, he does ask if FSU <laughs> would need, let's say, three million a dollar, uh, three million dollars a year to match Alabama's "quote unquote" salary cap. Can we do it? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll let Aslan take that. I think so. I would think so, Mike. I mean, I th- we realize the cost of doing business now. Do I think Alabama's payroll is three million? No. <laughs> anyway, I think it's probably bigger than that. I think it's probably bigger than that. Unfortunately, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're you don't like you don't like talking about this stuff, Michael. I know you don't like talking about it, but man, it's gonna it's gonna be part of your life, man. It's gonna be I, a huge part of your life. I don't I don't mind talking about anything. Uh, so this doesn't bother me. It's just some of these questions you can't really like. You asked me where are kids going or leaning or, or schools that are involved, and 
hey, if FSU is going to get them, I can you do that. But this is more of a wait and see of of where they're at as far as money. Um, yeah, I agree with Aslan that that it can do it. Um, certainly can do it. Will they do it? You know, that's impossible for us to guarantee. You know, but I think it's likely. Shout out to Jamel King. I'm going to ask my question and leave. Got to watch a show tomorrow at work. It'll be here for you. It is live right now, but it's also on demand afterwards. Although he's 2024, I've heard it's a possibility he could reclassify to 23. So how are we looking with Desmond Ricks? Yeah, first of all, Desmond told me, uh, you know, it's a possibility, but it's not something that's, uh, you know, something he's giving heavy thought to. It's just something to see if he can do that, reclassify. Early on, FSU was a leader. I think now, uh, I think Alabama's kind of taken over the lead since he visited there more recently. He's supposed to be back at FSU this summer, maybe even June 4th, I was told. Um, I'm waiting to hear on that, but um, certainly so. When you're battling Alabama, it's a challenge, but I think FSU's right there, but I think you know Alabama's you know, slightly ahead of this point. Macari Vickers. Uh, by the way, this cuts me to the court, Gator Kirk. Aslan will get married before Destin Hill enrolls at FSU. Oh, Ouch. wow. Ouch. That hurts, Gator Kirk. That hurts. Man. Eat too, brute. Eat too, brute. Um, Timmy. I mean, Timmy's just taking all these nuggets and putting it on his, in his blog somewhere <laughs> okay. on Twitter. Um, I'm, I don't know. I mean, who knows? Uh, is it Alabama and FSU for Macari Vickers? Yeah, I would say those are two teams. I wouldn't count out Stanford either. He's really high on Stanford. They're Obviously, their football combination with, with uh, academics is a big deal to him. Uh, so I think those three teams, you know, certainly are ones to watch. I think uh, McCarty's going to visit Alabama, I think, officially this summer. And then, obviously, FSU, he's there all the time. So that's kind of a wait and see. But, uh, yeah, those are the three teams. Do you think Destin Hill knows how much people wonder about him in Tallahassee and Florida State fans? Like, do you think he has an under – because I, I don't – he doesn't have a social media presence, from to my understanding. Um, yeah, yeah, he's not. It's not like he's tweeting all the time. So, yeah. you really, I don't think he realizes the level of um, yeah. him being the golden unicorn that everyone's oh. waiting on. But uh, I, I think uh, if he knew, he would kind of he would chuckle a little bit, maybe have a little fun with it. But, um, but yeah, I don't think he knows. But uh, yeah, Joseph, we already covered that earlier. Uh, the expectation is the summer. Like I've always took the thing of we'll see, you know, if if he shows because we've heard that so much, but um, that's where we're at with that. Yeah. Um, call us, by the way, Destin. You're watching, man. Give us a call, Destin. Give me a call. I would give say my up. number. I would say my number. We're on video, so I don't want <laughs> I don't want everyone calling me. But uh, yeah, DM me on Instagram. Hit me up, man. All right, let me see. I think there's a <clears throat> Philip Morris. Uh, not the tobacco magnet, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, any top blue chip recruit we can get back into the game with if we were to have a eight to 10 win season? I think there's several guys. I mean, you can't really characterize it just uh, there's just one blue chip. I, I think it really dramatically changes just how FSU's uh, looked at because uh, so many guys are like, hey, I want to see what these dudes look like. and And they're not. A lot of people think like, oh, they're saying, oh, you got to win nine games. They're not even looking for that. They're just looking at seven or eight. They're looking to see, you know, just an improved product. So I think if you get to that eight win mark, I mean, I think it dramatically changes. There's a lot of guys. I mean, you know, guys like Brandon Ennis, guys like, um, you know, Tyler Williams, wide receiver. There's 
there's so many out there that are considering FSU, even 2024 guys that kind of want to see just what the product's going to look like. I don't think there's been a year that there's more anticipation from recruits that I talk to, and I talk to a lot of them, of what this team is going to look like. Because they follow, they understand like where they started and where they're at and what they did last year and then kind of the guys they added. So, And they understand you know, the type of talent that is on this roster. There's a, some very good talent that are, you know, a lot of different positions. So I think the anticipation of what these guys will do is really going to impact things good or bad. All right. Good stuff. All right. Yeah, man. Um, can you imagine we win 10 wins? Yeah. Everyone's going to want to be here. We got to fight people off with a stick. Okay, it, it, will, it will be, it will be a very positive situation and it will help you take that next step. It also helps with NIL when you're winning, when you're winning. I've always said this before with NIL, that kind of takes care of itself when you win, because then you can put together stuff. You can, you can handle stuff. You winning cures a lot as far as, you know, the NIL stuff. So everyone keeps mentioning like, Oh, FSU can't do this. And this school does this, this school, Texas has money and Texas A&M has oil money. And, like FSU is going to be competitive in that market, but to really solidify being competitive, you have to do a product on the field to solidify a kid committing to a product like that. So it all comes back at the end with the NIO and all the crazy numbers we hear out there. But for FSU, it all comes back ultimately to what you do on the field and what product we're seeing on the field. Timmy asked another question, but he's not going to get it in right now. <laughs> Wait on it. Uh, TJ, the boss, solid avatar. How about some soundtrack? Thank you, TJ, the boss. El Padroni. Pick your best player, freshman through senior. Oh, oh, oh. Who's the, so who's the best freshman on the team? The best sophomore on the team? The best junior on the team? Wow. And COVID ruined all this, I feel yeah. like. Um, I think, well, no, he played. So sophomore, I would say Amarian Cooper mm-hmm. senior. I don't know. Jamie Robinson. I'm trying to think who's going to be like my number one player. Yeah. Um, I mean, isn't Jordan, Jordan's not a senior. So I would say him as, as a junior. Yeah. And freshman. I mean, who's a, who, who we think in or red shirted like Thomas Schrader, but not, I mean, hasn't played yet. Um, I like oh, Sam. Oh, I Zary like Zary Thomas. Zary Thomas. Like, yeah, for me, freshman, I like Sam McCall. I just okay. every time I see him, the dude just looks different. The dude uh, plays different. Sophomore, I'm going to go a little surprise. Kevin Knowles. I think he's a sophomore, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, junior, for me, that's easy with Jordan Travis because he's so impactful into the game with everything. And then, um, I guess uh, senior. I don't know. Does Coop? Does uh, does uh, Tatum have two years or one year? Oh no, he's got yeah, he's got to be a senior. He's got to be. Yeah, a senior. So if he's a senior, I would go with Tatum. I, okay. I really love Tatum's game, so that that's kind of what I would roll with. All right, that's ten dollars uh, worth, right? That's ten dollars worth. Yeah, a good question, man. Good question, TJ. It's a recruiting show, but that really wasn't a recruiting question. But we figured it out. All right, I'm sure people are yelling at their screen. Ah, you should have said this guy. We'll pop it on the screen <laughs> if they actually type it out. But thank you, TJ. Welcome. To the Terror Dome, by the way. I think it's your first time on the show, man. Uh, James B. was uh, hyping up his guy from the uh, panhandle, Zary Thomas, yeah. but he does love Sam McCall. 
Yeah, just I love both of those guys. They're phenomenal. AZ is incredible. Uh, I was if I was gonna pick if I didn't pick McCall, I was gonna pick AZ. The only reason I picked McCall is just physically, he seems to be already there. But both of them, I think, are gonna have a a solid impact in this defense. So I don't think you can go wrong with picking either one of them. It's just when I watched these guys when I was out there, McCall was like every day, like just play, play, make play every time. And, and Azari wasn't far behind, but for me, Sam just was always there. Good stuff. All right, let's take a phone call. Apologize to our caller. They've called in 12 times now. But I don't <laughs> recall exactly who they are. If they could identify themselves and ask their question. Welcome in. Who is this? This is Kyle from Colorado. Hey, Kyle. Kyle. Are you still hey. in Colorado? Or are you now in North Carolina? No, I'll be in uh, North Carolina July 1st. Okay. All right. Kyle from Colorado. He'll be in uh, North Carolina soon enough. Get down or lay down if you're a YouTube everybody. What up, Kyle? Oh, you know, same old, same old. Got a quick question for Michael. What, what's sure. the uh, coaching staff's reputation on the recruiting trail for keeping their promises? And which coach is the biggest hit with the parents? Uh, whew, that's a good one. Yeah, I think I think they're very positive. I mean, in fact, there's there's a lot of schools. I know this is going to be hard for fans to actually grasp this because you're talking about a team that hasn't finished above 500 yet in, in, in a bit. Uh, but um, uh, three years as on four straight years, four straight. Straight. So there's a lot of fear in what these guys do because I think there there there's a lot of respect to what they do. It's not ju- it's not based off what Florida State used to be. It's like they see uh, what these guys are. And, and so there's a lot of a fear about what these guys are going to be in, in that there's momentum building with that. I would say, you know, there's a lot of guys that connect with parents. Um, I think the two best for me is Marcus Woodson and Alex Atkins. Um, Atkins would be number one for me. Just the way he connects with, with families is, is genuine, unique, and um, it's so direct. It's so uh, uh, he treats I've said this many times, like he treats recruits like they're his own players, even if they don't end up going to FSU. He's so uh, he, he he treats them like regular people, like like he does his own players and he's hard on them. So he's hard on the recruits just as good. And so I think that resonates with a lot of families and a lot of people. And, and so for me, it'd be Alex Atkins, you know, the top one. And then Marcus Woodson is phenomenal as well with uh, the parents. Awesome. Well, it, it's good to hear that we're doing right by these kids, uh, starting yep. from the recruiting trail, and, and it's uh, good good for Florida State. I appreciate the yep. uh, the answer, guys. Thank you. Anytime. Thank you, Kyle. He's in Colorado. We'll be back in North Carolina soon enough, everybody. Get down or lay down on the YouTube. We appreciate the phone call uh, from our dude, Kyle. Uh, let's see what else we got here on the YouTube. Uh, Tom Ortner wondering who wins in a four-way caged death match between Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban, Brian Kelly, and Mike Norvell. I'm going to go with you. Oh. I'm going to go with youth. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Mike. I'm going to take Mike. Yeah. I, you know, whew, that's tough. I, 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 I got to know Jimbo a lot. So I'm going to go with Jimbo. That dude's feisty. He's not backing down from anybody. Like, so I love Mike, Mike. I love you, dude. I love you. You're awesome. You do a great job, but Jimbo's my guy. That dude, that dude's relentless. Uh, Tom and James B think that Jimbo would uh, probably have a shiv or something hit in his boot. Probably fights dirty. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, you didn't I say who. That. You didn't say who fights fair. You just said who's going to fight. The, who's going to win? So, I think Jimbo's going to do whatever, whatever 
to get it done. Brandon Pickett is lost on the internet. He's on a recruiting show. Doesn't have a recruiting question. It's fine though, Brandon. We appreciate it, man. Welcome. Brandon with two ends. I like that. Not a recruiting question, but what do y'all think about Travis J switching to wide receiver? I think he could be very good. I mean, he, he's played a little bit of it. Um, it, it when he was at Madison, a little, not a lot. Um, mostly plays defense or special teams. So here's the thing. It's like, <laughs> you know, he he's had a lot of plays where he drops the ball. Do you want him catching balls on offense uh, if he's having trouble catching the ball on defense? So maybe it will. Maybe a change will maybe work. But I, I think he... I think it's time to, for him to step it up. I mean, he, he is an ultra talented guy, but whether it's receiver or DB, you know, I think it's time where you have all these young cats in here, you have all these transfers, you know, it's time where, you know, he has to start taking uh, a next step, uh, you know, with a lot of guys that we've already seen do that. So I think uh, he, I, I, I am the biggest supporter of Travis. I'm a phenomenal kid. I love him really high on his skill set, but eventually, you know, it's kind of take the next step, but I think he'd do fine there. But, you know, I haven't heard anything as far as him switching receiver, but I would just <laughs> kind of mention that, that, you know, the biggest complaint is like finishing plays and getting picks and catching the ball. So you're asking him to play offense um, when that's a problem. <laughs> that's just kind of, I don't know. Uh, but I, I mean, I tried out, see how it works, but he's definitely, he's played it before. Um, Scott. Yeah. Uh, Scott asks about, uh, Destin Hill, uh, James says, scroll up, scroll up, rewind, scrub back maybe about 20 or so minutes. Um, we, we covered it the, the, the weekly or the, the monthly show. When we do this, we, uh, we do address it. So we've already hit it. We got to go back to Timmy. Um, uh, unfortunately, there we go. Just kidding. Timmy. Where do we stand with linebacker Caleb Lavelle? Yeah. Caleb Lavelle, um, I want to say Maplesboro, Georgia. See if I'm right, Aslan, where he's from. If I'm, I know it's Maples something. So if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Um, but um, guys visited FSU twice in the spring. He's going to officially visit FSU. I think FSU is uh, very high on this list. Uh, I think uh, Randy Shannon has done a really good job with him, and he's the guy. I think I, I I'll, I'll go on, you know, record. Just I think that FSU stands out a little more than than Miami and a few other schools. I just think there's a the opportunity to play early and just the feeling he's with uh, when he gets at FSU, when he's on FSU's campus and just around the team is, it seems to be unique with Caleb. So I think FSU's got a, a really solid shot there. Does he exist? I can't find him on Google and I'm in our, uh, I'm in our database search and I can't find him either. Does he spell his name differently or something? Um, I'm going to find it for you as long that- I can't find that spelling there. Maybe, maybe Timmy's punking us, and you just no, he, no, he's a real dude. Okay, <laughs> I've right. talked to him many times. Uh, hang on one second. All right. Um, I got in the it. Meantime, I got, I got it. it. Yeah, Caleb uh, Lavalle. There's two L's at the end, so that uh, Maple Mapleton, Georgia. That's I'm saying, is it spelled like it is on the screen though? I think um, no. No, it's not. All right. Demerit for you, Timmy. Take a lap. It's uh, L-A. I'll find it. No, no, I'll find it. I'll find it. I will find it. I will find it. It's a little different, I think, than what Timmy had. Yeah, it's definitely different. (laughs) He's got too many E's in there. (laughs) 
It's lava lay with L, e, two L's and E. So you should be able to find it then. Oh, there it is. That's actually not that bad of a misspelling. It's, I'm sorry, Timmy. You can come back. Uh, there he is. <laughs> there he is. Yep. All right. Yep. Yep. So he's he's definitely the guy I hear the most around FSU and the circles with the linebacker recruiting. So which I think needs to step it up uh, as far as you know more targets and uh, so um, I think this summer is going to be really big for FSU's linebacker recruiting. Yeah, they Tom got I'm oh, sorry, sorry. Tom Ortner uh, holding the feet to the fire, Michael. Are we playing the same recruiting game as our geographic rivals yet? Langson, answer honestly, sir. I always answer honestly, Tom. Don't you? I mean, everything. I tell Aslan's in the car when we're riding over to Duval. I'll tell you straight up. Like, um, but um, yes, they, they are playing the, the same recruiting uh, game as, as your rivals. I mean, they're, they're going after it hard. They're not letting up. I think the difference is a lot of schools say relationships wherever FSU actually shows it all the time. They don't just talk about, hey, it's big on relationships and all this stuff, but they also talk about, Hey, what they are, you know, what they are right now. You know, they don't hold, they don't pull any punches like where they're at right now and when, where it needs to be, you know, so they're very direct with these recruits about what they are. And they're not afraid to go after teams Now they're not going to negatively recruit as frequently as some other places. But, you know, if something's not accurate, they're going to set them straight. And they, and they've done that several times. So, there you, you go. go. That's that's as honest as I can be, Tom. You want it? You got it. Uh, San Antonio, Noel Lee, going forward, do you think that we will stop throwing so many scholarships <laughs> on tight ends? I think that some of them need to be redirected to the trench monsters on both sides. Let me ask you this, Michael. I mean, how much of it do we think it's them, I don't want to say desperately, but having an urgency to find somebody and they're just kind of I don't. I don't think they. I don't know if they really want three deep on their tight tight end depth chart, but it's like they want somebody that's dynamic and game breaking. So they're going to keep throwing stuff out until they find that one guy. Or yeah, is it that I, just one number? Well, I think when you look at Jarrell Powers and you look at Brian Courtney, the guys they just added from this previous class, they're both very good receivers. You know, uh, get open, they get separation there. That's the one thing they don't have with these guys that they currently, uh, you know, have. I mean, Cam does an okay job with it, but there's not consistency all the time. So I think they definitely want receiving tight ends, and and they're going to keep offering till they get it, whether it's transfer portal or, you know, from uh, high school ranks or JUCO ranks. Uh, I think they clearly want some guys that give them a different dynamic in the receiving department from the tight end position. Hit that thumbs up, everybody. We certainly would appreciate it. We're winding things down here on the Warchant.com recruiting show with uh, Michael Lanks and Octavio Cedeno. At this point, would you rather go back to where things used to be with paying student athletes? Yes. <laughs> I know where Aslan sits. Um, I would. I here's my thing with this NIL stuff. It's just like to me, you have to have a same standard and guidelines for everybody. What what you can certainly pay somebody. You know, I don't mind paying athletes. I'm all down with that. Has to be the same for everybody. You can't just have different fluctuations of the wild free agency where one person's getting seven million and another person's getting, you know, three hundred K. You know, it's like what is the guideline for all this? You know, and that's what we don't have. So yeah, I'm down for paying student athletes. I'm down with that. This guy isn't. 
I mean, I am. I just, I, I can't wrap my head around a kid getting $250,000 being 19 yeah. years old and being like a backup tight end. I just, not that just, that's happening, but I mean. Uh, the, the bigger question is you need structure in this crap. Like you yeah. can't just like have people running around wild, you know, it's all over the place. It's like right now there's no control or stability with this. My thing is, I would like for them to come up with like a reasonable number. Like you yeah. should be able to access, like a like almost like a trust fund where you can access a certain amount right. of money, but then it all gets unlocked once you graduate. Finally, like I'm not, yeah, I, I don't want to withhold a bunch. But like, yeah, man, like what do you need more than fifty thousand dollars for if you're 18 years old? Like I get, you got, listen, man, I wasn't flush. My parents weren't flush with cash, but like, what would I do? With like, what would I do three hundred fifty thousand dollars? Like buy another house for my parents? Like I mean. I mean, I think they, I think they should get extra money, but I agree with you. That's a good point, Aslan. That when you leave or, or depart, you can collect on all this stuff. But I do think you can throw them extra money, and they should get paid. But really, I mean, how much? How much is enough? How much is enough where it makes you feel comfortable? Yeah, I was wrong on that. I'm sorry, buddy. Keep your uh, your your barbs here. So I, I mean, I, I just, I, I get it. I mean, you know, you're, you're talented and you, you, you earn the money. Like you should be able yep. to get it, but I, I don't want to know about it. That's the thing. Really. I don't want to know about it because they've been getting paid forever and I didn't know about it. And I was totally fine. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I just don't want to know. I don't want to know. It doesn't exist. Uh, T Broyles wants to know great, great avatar, by the way, look at this personal injury attorney. You think accountant, wow. uh, medical sales representative. Well, I mean, well, that's strong, strong uh, tie combo, nice blue to uh, hues. Uh, somewhat monochromatic. I like it. He asks, how high is FSU's interest in Anthony Carey running back out of Tampa? That's a new one to me. I have not heard that name before. Now this guy. He's got some solid shades. Carol Wood Day. Never even heard of it. Shout out. 20, 2024. Um, he's a name that I've heard is familiar, but I, I haven't heard there's a solid activity yet push from FSU. So I would say probably they're valuating, but I haven't heard like a push there yet uh, for him. Uh, T. Thanks, T. Royals. Is, is it Troy? You think you think it's Troy uh, or or Taylor? What oh, do you think it's first name? I don't know. That, that, Thomas. I'm just going to go Thomas. He just looks like okay. a proper gentleman. Yeah, it um, is. That is. Yeah. Uh, shout out. Octavio's back. Scenario: FSU wins 11 games, including the bowl game. Is that enough to truly compete with the likes of Alabama and Texas A&M? Yeah. Oh yeah. 11? Yeah, come on, man. I think I anybody. A while, but like when we were doing that, we were doing really good, everybody. Like, I, yeah. 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 And like, of I, course, it's not broken. They seem to, well, they kind of are, but like once it gets fixed, they're, they're fine. That's not, we're not Penn State. We're not a gross place to go to school. Um, oh, they've been recruiting all right and winning football games. Sorry, Michael, it's your show. Go on. <laughs> well, geographically, it's such an advantage to what they offer. So, yeah, you get 11 wins, certainly. You know, they're going to be able to compete with, with most schools. Certainly, we know. Texas A&M, their money runs really deep. But, yeah, they'll be able to compete, you know, certainly with those teams. Um, Billy Mack, William McMillan, are we getting the transfer offensive lineman from South Carolina? No. He is likely going to Michigan State. Um, he was offered a PWO, which is preferred walk-on for those that don't know uh, PWO. But I did, and I agree with that. You know, I've told people on the boards, like, I really was higher on Meech. Meech was, uh, that's Dimitri, by the way, Dimitri Emanuel that they, they ended up getting and enrolling. Um, I, I think, uh, I think this kid's, I think he's good. I don't think he's great. I don't think there's a massive difference between him and the younger guys that you already have on the team. Um, for me, 
when, when I watch him, but um, I think he's going to end up at Michigan State from what I hear. Justin Turneltine yep. is uh, the guy he was asking about. All right, let's uh, let's speed through here real quick. Amp Knight, uh, kind of the same question as uh, our guy Dennis McFoley Jr. Basically, where does the 2023 class come in, do you think? Um, I guess maybe it's a better kind of framing from Dennis. Or you know, Dennis is giving us asking the ceiling, and I guess Amp is kind of asking for the floor. If they do end up with six wins, let's say they, let's say they go to a bowl game barely, versus they win eight or nine games and they beat two out of the three. They beat Miami and Florida. They beat Clemson and Florida. Uh, like where do you see kind of maybe that that window, uh, the, the ceiling, the floor of those scenarios, Michael. Yeah, my thing is like six and seven's not going to really move the needle for me. I mean, they've been five and whatever every year. Um, so I think it's eight wins is what will move the needle. Um, and, and it'll start moving in a positive direction. And it also depends on who you beat. I think uh, that's a key to AMP and the teams they went against. I mean, last year they should have beat Clemson. That was a win. That should have been a win. Um, there's several games they should have won, and that, that ultimately really drastically changes your record. So I think eight wins would, would be something that moves the needle. And, and then I talk about, you know, top 10, 11, 12, you know, around there. I think it could be there. Um, maybe maybe outside shot if, if everything falls into place that you could be inside that. But that's kind of, you know, the, the floor from what I see. Couple more, um, shush, Siri. We we got a show going on here. Yeah. Scott June uh, is back. Any five star recruits, Michael? I'm tired of getting three stars, says Scott. Yeah, I mean, I would rather report on on them. Uh, five star, only five star. I know it's Brandon Ennis that is likely to officially visit FSU, but outside of him, uh, you know, I would caution two people. Like these rankings are going to change to throughout the year, so. They have guys that are high four stars and, you know, up there, you know, rivals 100 and, and, and stuff like that. So I I think right now, no, I don't say there's – I don't think they're getting a five-star at this point. I th- I'd say no. But, you know, a lot can change in the summer and as the season goes. So – and these rankings are going to fluctuate of, of guys that are, you know, ranked uh, lower or, gonna, or ranked in the 100s, you know, might be a five-star. So – uh just have to wait uh, on that. But right now, my answer would be no. Uh, Mark Sermon's in the house. What up, Mark? You got a little music? Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. I spared you all the air horn because I love you. And I listened to some of you. Ten bucks. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. Michael, how do you get your information to start following guys, I guess specifically when they're real young? Is it from coaches? Is it from friends? Um, well, it's just anybody that's either connect. Most of the time, it's coaches. Uh, most of the time, it's just people I know that know somebody at that school that's connected that that can kind of put me in the right place. It's kind of kind of similar to you know what you know Ryan Barto does with the FSU staff, puts them in the right place. There's guys I talk to that have put me in the right position. Sometimes it's coaches. Sometimes it's you know, just people around the kid that know them personally. So that's kind of how it starts. And usually it's like I know a lot of these kids from, you know, two-year relationships. It's usually almost all of them are all, you know, two relationships, unless you're talking about transfers or maybe a JUCO kid. You know, it might only be that year, but that's kind of how it starts, Mark. You know, like it's it's been an hour. Everybody starts showing up to the party now, Michael. We got we got more <laughs> going on. Kyle's back. Kyle called, but he's also dropping doll hairs. He gets a little bit of this. Hey. 
Uh, get down or lay down. 20 bucks. Thank you, Kyle. Uh, five to Michael for bringing the inside knowledge. 15 to Aslan for bringing the sex. Yeah, man, that's right. That's right. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks, Kyle. You're the man. Uh, I'll return the money to you because that's how we had this whole thing planned out. You pay me a compliment, give money. Chris from Perry, Georgia. He usually is smoking fine meats, uh, brisket, usually, hopefully. Uh, can I, can I, uh, uh, commandeer you chris can i uh i can't find the proper word but like i want to hire you to, to like smoke me a brisket and see how it goes but he asks who's your dark horse guy in this most recent recruiting class he says dante anderson yeah for me it's uh daniel lyons uh defensive tackle i i love him i think he he brings a lot that not i think a lot of people forget about him because he's a three-star i think omar graham's up there too but for for me daniel lyons i just really Love what I'm seeing. I think I think uh, Dante's a, a really good answer, which is ironically they're they're close friends and from the same high school, and uh, I don't think that's a bad answer. But for me, that I would pick uh, you know Daniel. Uh, I'd have to pull up the list to look at it. Otherwise, yeah. I would defer uh, to Michael's question. <laughs> Sage Rubin, what's up, Sage? Just joined back. They dropped the question at like six twenty, and we started the show at seven o'clock. It was about Chris Parsons, so we did get to the question, Sage. Probably like the fifteen. 10, 15-minute mark of the show if you want to scrub back after you hear Michael answer this question. Uh, how did the visit go with Stacy Gage? Really good. Uh, really good. Um, I was there all day at Moore, like I usually am with there's top prospects, and it was really good. Um, mentioned home a lot, like uh, probably at least six times, and um, I think I think they got at it everything they wanted to get out of where he was around, you know, Coach uh, Johnson a lot, and really just seeing everything or he, he said, like, I feel like I'm rushed, you know, the times I've been here, and he's been to FSU like four times. So I think this time was much more slowed down where he could do everything he wanted to do. And it was, uh, I guess really good. I mean, I think, uh, they're one of his top schools. I think, uh, you know, Oklahoma's another school that's, it's pretty high up there, but I think FSU is a school where he's consistently saying home, like when he's around him, like you could tell, there's a personal connection to FSU that it even said that it's very unique. You know, the way I feel when I'm here, I don't feel that way other places. Um, so there's, there's a unique ability of, of what um, connection he has with, with FSU when he's there on that campus and, and the way he fits and the way he would be utilized and what they do with running backs. I mean, he, he understands like what they've done with the history with Norvell's running backs. Um, it really, you really jumped out to him. So I think, uh, I think it went really well. You know, there's one slight problem though. With these uh, really good guys is that the other really good schools are going after them too. I mean, looking at it, yeah. you know, they got Oklahoma, yeah. although we'll see, I mean, Oklahoma, I, I would, I would expect them to maybe drop off a little bit, at least maybe not be as uh, enticing offensively, even with Jeff Levy being the right. OC and Lincoln Rally's not going to be there, but right. Um, yeah. That's, I mean, he, he's pretty good it's, talent. Solid yeah, talent. And, and it's a challenge. I mean, you're going against the big boy. And a lot of it, because you're talking about 2024, and he's not in a hurry to decide. You know, it goes back to what I was talking about of guys want to see what the product looked like. You know, that's why I say <clears throat> this is an important year for FSU to kind of show show your worth as far as product. Kids, kids want to see what this product looks like. And it's positive. You know, eight wins. Hey. It's going to be a dramatic effect as far as uh, you know where this thing's going. I mean that I think it's eventually you have to take you know those steps, and that's what a lot of kids like Stacy are are really waiting to see because they're. Every, I mean that's the thing. Every all these kids are sold on 
everything they're doing within the university. I understand how organized they are, the preparation. The culture is phenomenal uh, with under Norvell and the staff. You know, it's really just about uh, the productivity as far as on the field. And, and that's what a lot of these kids are kind of just antsy to see. Um, somebody asked another question so we don't go on on this one. And that's a bad, it's not bad. I don't want to go off on a somewhat negative question. But Eric Sandstrom was wondering if you think that Ron Dugans is living up to his contract extension uh, in terms of recruiting and developing. Um, it's hard. It, 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 I would be lying if I said yes. So that's the way I would answer it. Um, I, I, I've known Ron for a long time. Even when he came out of high school, I've known him, but the results are the results. And, uh, you know, last year the receivers were the worst position out there that I saw, you know, as far as FSU and then they didn't sign a high school kid. So that should never happen. So yeah, he's got to do more. Um, he's got to deliver more and certainly he's got a lot more weapons to work with, with the transfer portal and the guys they added, but yes, he's, uh, he's got to deliver better. And, um, uh, so I'd say, uh, you know, no, at this point for me, but Hey man, if uh, Johnny Wilson can catch the ball, well, which is something he struggled with at, uh, in Tempe at Arizona state and Micah Pittman can stay healthy and those guys produce and Winston, right. We, you know, we've heard maybe some encouraging stuff. Gene reported a few weeks ago where, you know, we don't know the exact timeline, but it sounds like maybe like a mid-season return is is practical mm-hmm. and reasonable. So, um, I don't think Deuce Span doesn't strike me as a guy that um, would be ready. But hey, man, stranger things have happened. I mean, I, no one thought Jordan Travis was going to be the quarterback in 2020, and you know, look what he did in the limited time that he played games. I mean, maybe Deuce just goes out and catches you like you know a 60-yard pass every three weeks or something. We'll take that. That won't be the worst thing in the world. But, yeah, they got to start recruiting. Brandon Ennis would be a nice get, right, Michael? Brandon Ennis would be a get. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you, first of all, you got to get you got to sign some high school kids. You know, regardless of what we're talking about with all these guys, look, they already have, I think, two already uh, commitments. But you got to sign these guys. It doesn't matter what commitments you get if you don't sign them. So you got to sign your guys. And, and then, two, your unit has to look good. I mean, you have to do – you have to show – some value to what your unit is last year, that unit, they, they lost games because of that unit because they couldn't throw the ball you know, or catch the ball or get separation or get much out of their passing game. So yeah, that has to change and improve, you know, and it's not on all on Ron. It's, it's a combination of, you know, the passing game, but you know, it's uh it's something that he's judged on. I'm sure. Yeah. All right. Last one. Um, I don't know if it's rhetorical or not, but Gator Kirk asks, am I mistaken? Uh, but are there more official visits earlier this year? Uh, yeah, I'm seeing that the, uh, 11 for one weekend in June. Uh, usually there's been three or four or five, but 11. And then I think there's like six or seven in June on June 10th. So yeah, there's a little more, a little more Kurt. All right, there we go. Look at Eric. Eric, you didn't have to do that, man. You know, but we appreciate it. Thank you. Thank Get you. Eric. This. Appreciate you too, Eric. Thank you, man. Uh, thanks to Eric. Thanks to Khalil. Thanks to James. Thanks to TJ, the boss. Uh, Mark Sherman's Get Down or Lay Down, a.k.a. Kyle. Uh, all of you folks are asking your questions. Thanks to Ralph, uh, Wes, Gator Kirk. Kyle also called. I think those were our four callers. So um, appreciate all that as well. Michael will have a very busy weekend, but it'll be helped out by Irish O'Fell as well as Austin Cox. Um, I didn't really even get to talk about it, I guess, Michael, but it's on the way out. I mean, this. This elite camp at Saturday, the mega camp Sunday, probably not going to be something that you'll be on. Yeah. We'll have it covered, everybody. But again, it's a little bit of a, it's 
it's kind of help out the kids. Uh, it's it's a goodwill sort of gesture by the staff to, you know, help out some kids and, and help out some other coaches and maybe, you know, rub some elbows and see who's an upcoming coach yeah. and maybe something that can fit in there. But but the elite camp, you're going to be working on a list, I imagine. Yes, uh, on yes. Saturday, and then you'll be over the PRB, right? Yeah, I'm expecting uh, – I've already got a tip that, you know, I'm likely going to get list, uh you know, later this week. I would guess around Thursday or Friday, so – once I get that, I'll break stuff down for you guys, what we're going to have, who's going to be there. If there's anybody on commit watch or anybody I'm watching that, you know, could be close and, you know, we'll discuss all that stuff. Um, Austin Cox will be there with me, you know, this weekend. And, and Austin's going to have a, he's going to uh, transcribe this chat. So for those that didn't watch it, shame on you that didn't. Austin's got your back and he's going to look out for you. So um, he's going to give you a, a, some of the highlights, not everything, because you got to watch to get everything, but uh, that's kind of what we have coming up. I'm I'm just waiting on that list before I really go into detail about everything. I already know a few, like I mentioned, DB Avery 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 Stewart's going to be there. Obviously, we know defensive lineman Jordan Hall is going to be there. Jalen Brown originally has told me wide receiver he's going to be there, but I have to recheck and make sure. And then you know uh, we mentioned DJ Chester, offensive lineman, so. We'll have hopefully a full list on that, and then I can kind of really dive into you know all these names, and you know we'll have it covered for you. It's crazy how difficult it is for me to find Avery Stewart if I don't spell his last name like the city in South Florida. <laughs> um, if I spell it like Dave Stewart, like the pitcher, like doesn't even pop yeah. up. Oh, yeah, there he is. Um, so yeah, we'll have you covered, everybody. Video, uh, interviews, nuggets, tweets, everything will will be over on the PRB. So uh, do check out with that. And in the meantime, stay connected. Uh, Michael have updates throughout as we get closer to the weekend. So thanks for tuning in. A reminder, Wake Up Board Chant will be waiting for you at midnight. If you watch and listen on YouTube, it'll also be in your podcast over the morning. And then the Jeff Cameron Show, uh, 1 to 3 o'clock with, uh, with Tom Lang on 93.3 FM in Tallahassee, as well as here on, on YouTube. Hey, Michael, thanks, man. We appreciate you doing this, bud. We'll do it again. Any t- anytime, bud.